Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Less than 30 days officially till springtime, everybody. With us today, we have Miss Lisa Lawson. Hi, Lisa. Morning, everybody. And Mr. Spartan himself. He just swam right out of the Red Cedar River today. Mr. John Kolb. Hey, John. I mean, I cannot believe the plummeting that my Spartans are doing. But, hey, at least our coach didn't smack somebody. Yeah, there you go. And just joining us on the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast, brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Equal Housing Lender, 2289 is our NMLS number, is the host of the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show, heard every Saturday morning on 97.1 FM from 9 to 10 a.m. Mr. Harvey Freed. Good morning, Harvey. Good morning, Harry. Like I said in the lunchroom as I was heating up my coffee, the phones now are starting to ring off the hook a little bit. So I'm having Yeah, well, that's good. A good Wednesday. Well, let's dive right into a panel. Let's dive right into it. Panel discussion. Let's talk about it. At least I'm going to you first. Prevailing topic of the industry. What are your realtors talking about the most? The short supply of home inventory. What are your realtors talking about, doing about it? What plan of action do they have in play? Yeah, I mean, the shortage is rearing its ugly head. I thought there for a minute we might be getting some reprieve, you know, around the holidays, but unfortunately that's not the case. I've had clients make extremely strong offers using escalation clauses, you know, going in 15,000 over asking with the 15,000 escalation, still not winning the bid. I had quite a few over this weekend of uh, disappointed future homeowners who uh, didn't get their offers accepted. So although there's a lot of strategy, sometimes it's just, you know, it's not always the bottom line, even if um, like in the case when this person was overbidding, they really were looking for leniency with occupancy because they hadn't found a place yet. They were trying to find somebody to pretty much let them you know, stay for free for at least 60 days, they'd pay for another 30. So like 90 days occupancy. And that's not always the case of what other homeowners want to do, right? They don't, they don't want to uh, buy a house and then not move in for three months. So that was what, you know, the reason that that one offer didn't get accepted, but it's definitely a tight market and you've got to be creative, think outside the box to get your offers accepted. Yeah, that, that is true. And John Kolb, I just read a staggering statistic this morning put out by the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. They said, this is the MBA, says that only approximately 66,000 homes were sold nationwide in the month of January. Why does that seem like an awfully low number? Why don't I want to believe it? I mean, it, it's, it could be accurate, but I just don't want to believe that number. I mean, I, I think it's 100% accurate. I mean, we've been all, all the way around, we've been slow. It's the perfect storm, especially here in Michigan. The weather has not been cooperating. We've had ice, snow, rain, you name it. Uh, the rates are on the rise. And then there's no homes to, to, uh, to buy. So, you know, you put all those three things together, especially in Michigan, and you don't really have much going on. And you know what? It, like Harvey said, it's going to break a little bit. Uh, coming up here soon, I'm glad to hear his phones are ringing. Or maybe it's just the ringing between his ears. I don't know. But, hey, we... Uh, <laughs> We uh, we're just happy that uh, people are still out there contacting us for advice. I'm writing a ton of pre-approvals, but uh, you know, we just got to get those, those clients on the street and get some offers uh, written and accepted. Well, John, I'll tell you this, usually the ringing in the ears is reserved for old people like me, but uh, 
Harvey is getting up there in age, but he's still uh, he's still in shape, still works out every day. Harvey, you know, one of your favorite topics is, is you know, home purchases, educating people. 66,000 homes sold nationwide in January. There are more than 66,000 licensed mortgage loan officers. I know we're writing business, but they can't all be writing business, right? It's hard to find the difference between the experienced people that are going to help you navigate a transaction. And, and one of the things here is the first-time home buyers. I just that's what's so refreshing today was a first-time home buyer who's asking for more knowledge, more information, and was able wasn't able to connect with the person they first spoke with. So it's it's exciting, and this is the part that we love. We we mentioned it week one-on-one meetings, extensive FaceTime uh, calls, uh, Zoom casts with their family members, and and giving the information to first-time home buyers, including our next generation, Harry. Our second and third time home buyers who haven't done this in 10 or 30 years, it's different. It's a different marketplace. And the knowledge is what's really making it exciting for them and, and keeping the industry moving forward. So I think sharing this knowledge with people is the difference between these professionals like us and the newbies on the block. I, I don't know. I hope some of them go away. That's for sure. Well, I'm really going to stoke Harvey's fire this morning, Lisa pre-approval letters they're not all created equal last week harvey showed me a pre-approval letter from from a uh i don't know what to call them i don't know mortgage brokers uh that like to advertise a lot in our area and and it couldn't have been more false they had an official pre-approval they had all the boxes checked and harvey got the loan because lo and behold lisa None of the things on this pre-approval letter were true. What's the difference between a real pre-approval letter and just some kind of, you know, showy approval letter that's full of hyperbole? I mean, you tell me. Yeah, I mean, a real pre-approval should outline everything that's been verified, right? That we've pulled your credit, we've verified your income, we've verified your debt-to-income ratio, we've verified your funds to close. Um, you know, these are the things that need to be verified for an actual pre-approval. And then it should, you know, say that you have either automated underwriting approval that you have, you know, for a, a credit um, income qualifying purchase. So those those things are there because what happens is people get a flowery, or as Harry likes to say, very wordy and sounds good but nothing's been checked, right? The borrower said, this is what I make, but they didn't check anything, you know, and they provide a pay stub and sure, it looks like maybe you made that for 40 hours, but you didn't get W-2s or you didn't verify or you don't realize that they had, you know, three months off last year and they're going to have three months off this year, you know, so that's not annual income. And there's all these little nuances that need to be verified and reviewed. And that's the difference between a, like a pre-qualification or somebody that doesn't do their due diligence and what we do here. Yeah, that, that is so true. And, and John, Lisa couldn't have outlined that more uh, specifically and more uh, intellectually and just pointing it out and being specific about it. So what does all that mean, John? Home prices are not slowing down yet. Pre-approvals are at a premium. We want the clients to go ahead and win that transaction. Home prices last year, John Cole, per every, in, per every industry insider, they went up by almost 19%. So with the lack of inventory, home prices are continuing to go up. That pre-approval letter has got to be clear and concise. And in your realtor partners, I think that they're, that your realtor partners, they'll accept, accept some pre-approvals from certain lenders, and then they disregard others. That could be a huge disadvantage 
if you've got a pre-approval from a uh, a very very shady lender. I, I yeah, I mean, this conversation has actually spurred me to think about a different way of uh, presenting my pre-approval letters. Um, you know, because a pre-approval letter is just that it's a piece of paper with somebody's writing. We type up our own, but you know, a lot of those companies, the people go home, they have their mother type it up for them, proofread it, grandmother's there to make sure it sounds good. And, uh, you know, and then they put it out there, but they don't really know what they're doing. So, you know, I like to make sure that I do a phone call with the listing agent, even before the offer is accepted. I ask my partners to make sure that they attach me to all offers so that I can respond back to that offer, letting the listing agent know that I am available for a phone call seven days a week. Uh, to talk about my clients because I know my clients intimately. So I want to make sure that they understand the real scenario. They hear how I can explain everything. They hear how you know professional that we are, the experience that we have behind us. And I'm going to start putting a little bit different verbiage on my pre-approval letters to make sure that these clients know, hey, we're the real deal. We're not hiding behind a piece of paper that grandma wrote. Yeah, that's great, Har- uh, John. I'm oh, going to go to Harvey wait, on this because I, I know I stoked Harvey's... Uh, Harvey's fire, but hey, Harvey, I've been hearing, I've been hearing more and more, and I don't know if you guys have been hearing this, that lenders are actually calling the listing agent. Okay, they're calling, they're being proactive in calling. They're not even being asked to do it. A smart lender, a smart LO, I've heard that they're calling the listing agents. Lisa's shaking her head. I lost the transaction. I personally did. Okay. Harvey, I don't know if you run into that or not, but I think that's a great idea. Now, we're giving away all of our trade secrets here on this podcast, right? We got to start calling the realtor and advocating for our client in this market because, as you know, the inventory situation isn't getting any better. So we're going to have to go ahead and call listing agents. Yeah, do whatever we got to do here. I mean, that's part of our standard uh, process is getting in touch with the agents that are involved to get their offers accepted. That's in a slow marketplace. So you talk about a a busy marketplace now, you better be giving everyone involved a warm, fuzzy feeling that this transaction is going to go smooth for all parties. I'm already involved with one. Like I said, one of the agreements I have here, um, it's already 10 days behind because of lack of communication. Nothing Nothing is better than having great communication and where everyone's on board. And that way everyone could match up the closing dates and put their schedules together. That's really half of real estate. It's just all the timing involved in getting the closing date worked out. Yeah, that is true. That is so true. And then jumping back to Lisa, we can't ignore the elephant in the room and that is mortgage rates. Mortgage rates edging up toward uh, pre-pandemic highs. I look at it this way. I don't think mortgage rates are high at all. If they stay in the fours, approach 5%, historically low. The problem is, is that everybody's been spoiled over the last 26 months. And and we've got to get people back thinking about and having a proper perspective on really, if you get a mortgage rate in the fours, that's a really good, that's a historical rate. 1966 mortgage rates were in the fours. Are you kidding me? I mean, I can't think of anything that hasn't gone up since 1966. And if I could buy a house at 1966 levels or a car or anything, that would be great. But you could still get a mortgage rate at 1966 levels, Lisa. Come on. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I call it it's really normalizing. Everyone's like the rates are going up. The rates are going up. No, the rates are normalizing. We 
you know, the government had made a lot of different programs that were buying mortgage-backed securities. And, I'm, and I don't want to be too technical, but those more buying mortgage-backed securities allowed for a lower interest rate for everybody. Well, that program's expired. They didn't extend it. And now so things are normalizing. This is what the rates would have been the whole time had they had not stepped in. So, you know, everyone's like, the rates are going up. The rates are going up. Mm, yes, they're higher than they were last year. They're higher than they were maybe in December, but really they're normalizing to what they would have been the entire time had that program not been created. So, you know, rates in the fours is phenomenally and historically low. It's definitely not a reason to be like, oh, well, the rates went up. I'm not buying now because I'll tell you what, even a rate that's at 5% is still a lot better than rent, which is literally throwing your money away. You get nothing for rent. So versus, you know, establishing a home, you know, establishing equity for yourself, building, you know, personal and generational wealth for your family when you own a home. Those are all so much more important than maybe, you know, half a point difference on an interest rate that you're bummed you didn't get. Yeah, John, I want to remind everybody, and I know that you're going to remind everybody how old I am on this podcast because you do every week, which is good. <laughs> but I'm not old. I'm not forgetful enough. To forget that on January 19th, 2022, on this very podcast, I went ahead and I told everybody, I said, rates are not going to be at 2020, 2021 levels. Now, to me, John, that should just, everybody should put that in the rearview mirror and deal with what's going on today. Don't worry about what rates were in 20 and 21. Let's deal with what we have now and let's go forward. What perspective are you trying to give your clients and your realtor referral partners. Well, I mean, I, 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 when I get calls from either youngsters or old people like yourself, Harry, that when they were buying their home back in uh, 1982, back when you were 40 and turtlenecks were in, you know, that the rates were back at 16 to 18%. Um, you know, now, you know, you got to take some perspective, like you guys are all saying, rates are four, uh, you know, on the way to four, uh, you know, hopefully not getting to five, but who knows what's going to happen. And we just got to take some perspective. You know, I've been doing this a long time, not as long as you, Harry, but, um, you know, back in the year 2000, 2001, I think we were all writing uh, mortgages at nine, nine and a quarter. So, you know, there's some real perspective, especially in the last 20 years that we can take a look at and say, hey, you know, count your chickens. We're, we're still being, we're still doing okay right now. Yeah. Harvey, you know, John likes to throw that in there. Um, you know, you know, he will never have the experience that I have, but that does, that's not his fault because youth in his case was wasted on the young, but he's learning a lot. He's trying to go ahead and, uh, you know, he wants to take over and I don't blame him. I mean, I think it's good. Tough act to follow. Uh, John, be careful of the size shoes that you wear. I, I wear size 12. So uh, be careful of that. Harvey Freed, give me yes. some last words for the day. We'll go to Lisa and then John, and then I'll wrap it up. Okay. My last words are what we've been preaching. Please listen to the Hardcore Mortgage Show Saturday mornings, 9 to 10. We're having some great guests on. We're having an appraiser on. He can answer your tough questions. I always, we always have licensed professional real estate agents that are part of the National Association of Realtors, the board. They are the best out there. You got to get the professional team behind you and really enjoy your purchase experience. Again, I'm 10 days behind on a file because they didn't have a good lender. And we want families to really have that confidence to move forward. If you're overbidding, this one's got an appraisal guarantee. If you're spending that hard-earned money that you saved, get the professional team on board. You deserve it. Yeah. Hey, Lisa, I'm going to show something on the screen right now. John, maybe you could see this. You have your glasses on, don't you, buddy? Okay, here you go. 
What do you got? I can't see I, that. I, I, there's a oh, glare. You can't see it? There's a glare. Tilt it. All right. In 1990, 30-year fixed rates were at 11 and 7 ace. Okay. On a 60-day lock, they were 12 and a quarter. A 15-year fix was 11 and 5 ace. If you wanted to buy down your rate, okay, and pay two points, you could get one in the te- in 10 and a half. All right. A 30-year adjustable rate mortgage, a 30-year, one-year arm, 9%. Okay, there it is. Just letting everybody know. Can't wow. see it. Can't see it. Okay. We can't um, so it, it, it's all relative. Okay. You know, I keep crazy things like that, John, because, you know, I go in the way back time machine. Remember when I can dunk and do all those things, but got to live in the precious present, Lisa, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I tell people all the time, I mean, if, if, and I hate to say this and I don't want to sound harsh, but if you think that this half point increase has made you, you know, sour and you think, well, I'm not buying a house now. It's not for me. And I'm waiting. Then it was never for you. Right. Because that half a point shouldn't determine your financial happiness future in, in the home for your family. So, you know, yes, people are always like, I want to look at it like an investment standpoint. And to some degree, that's true. But even rates in the fours, even rates in the fives are historically low over the course of history. You get a lot of house for your, your, your money at those low rates. And the longer you wait, the less you're going to get. Yeah, Lisa, let's talk about one second. You know, one second. Tell us about the bridal show you were at that you do. Talk about the first time home buyers, the excitement, the mission programs. What were they talking about at the bridal show? Just give yep. us a quick minute on that. So Miss Becky, Ellie, and I, every year, looks up last year because they didn't have it for the pandemic, but every year we do the bridal shows, um, often the one at Ford Field, but they, they've moved around and it was it was interesting. There's a lot of excited people. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the brides had to postpone their wedding. So they've got extra amped up energy, right? Because they couldn't get married on the original date because it got bumped because COVID, because of this. So um, they've had extra time to plan. But the good thing is they've also had extra time to save. So some of them that really didn't have a, an idea that they were going to immediately buy a house, that extra year has given them additional time to save. And that's what they're looking to do. They're Instead of getting married and buying, you know, finding an apartment to rent for a year or two, they're, you know, getting married and looking for their first home. So that's super exciting. We have tons of programs to help. Um, everything from obviously FHA, 3% down conventional. There's Mishta down payment assistance programs and Chinoa fund down payment assistance programs. Um, you know, and often people worry that they can't use the gifts they're going to get for their wedding because they might be cash. That's not true. We can verify those. So, you know, it, it was a very exciting to see how many people are starting out their lives together and, and looking, you know, to find a place to, to call home. Yep. So everybody out there, uh, Lisa Lawson at the bridal show reporting here for Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Equal Housing Lender, 2289 MLS number. Lisa, we thank you for that correspondence look into first-time homebuyers that were at the bridal show at Ford Field. Mr. John Cole, tell us what you got, and then we'll we'll let everybody go and be on with their day, okay? I'm just really hoping Spartans can turn this around and make the tournament. It's really <laughs> starting to bum me out. And, uh, you know, I'm sick and tired of Harvey talking about Arizona State, even though he didn't go there. So, you know, let's get these Spartans to turn around and, uh, you know, everyone have a great weekend and give us a call when you need you need good advice. You know that we're here for we're the, the true, honest, uh, hardcore truth and uh, to make sure that we're getting you the right information. Go green. Yep. Uh, I appreciate that, John. Go white. But I want to go back to Harvey Freed. I feel that he has to have a rebuttal for that. Um, I want you know, Harvey's been hanging on. He's been doing a great job. He's been 
very enthusiastic this week. A lot of purchase business. Harvey, we're going to give it to you for the last words. Um, well, I'm excited, too, about uh, March Madness is around the corner, which always in our housing industry has meant that it's going to get even busier. So a little bit more emphasis on getting those professional people. My second last word, still get those professional people. Uh, listen to the pros when it comes to how to make an offer on a house in today's competitive marketplace. Yeah, and also, everybody, listen to the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show heard every Saturday morning, 9 to 10. We always have John Kolb, Lisa Lawson, Becky Ellie, myself. This week, Mike Tomchek from Paramount Appraisals. He's going to be talking about home values, okay? And he's going to be talking about why that paver patio that you put out there during the pandemic might not be get you dollar for dollar in a sale, and it's really a lifestyle move. This has been Harry Glantz for the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast. Today is February 23rd, brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding. Powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Equal Housing Lender. Everybody, we'll see you soon.